0: We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem-solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McEachran, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. I can't stop painting. That is what this episode's guest has to say about her experience with her art. Sheila is an abstract painter right here in Chicago, and I had a wonderful time getting to know her and her artistic process. I am pleased to share my conversation with Sheila Aurora. Can you tell me about the work that you're currently doing, the paintings that you're doing? I know you said that you can't stop painting, so tell me about those paintings that you can't stop doing.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love painting. I'm doing abstract, intuitive painting right now, and I've been doing the abstract work for about five years. And it's such a good fit with my style. So it relies very heavily on color and composition. So when I say I can't stop painting, I just create all these pieces that have a variety of colors, compositions, and marks. I work on a lot of different sizes and substrates. And I like to work in a series a lot of the time, so I'm doing multiple pieces. And it's just really fun for me and a fun way for me to express myself through this abstract, intuitive painting process.
0: How long have you been painting?
1: So I've actually been drawing and painting all my life. I've been very creative since I was little. I actually grew up as a realistic painter, so doing still lifes, figure and portrait. I was taught to always draw from life. So very traditional painting background. And I actually used to paint in oils. And then as I mentioned, I started the abstract painting about five or six years ago. So kind of taking those fundamental principles that I learned from the realistic painting and translating that to the abstract work provided a really nice foundation. So I've always been painting. And like I said, I just just can't stop.
0: That seems like such a big jump for me because I'm a representational painter and I have, I work with and hang out with and interview abstract painters all the time. And I feel like I would be so unanchored doing um, abstract painting. And when you say, the way you talk about it, how it's just kind of coming out of you, that I I wish you could describe to me what that's like. Can you describe that to me someone who's like more of a realism, representational painter? Like, what is it like for stuff to just come out of you onto the canvas?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting, especially since I'm also not only very creative, but also very analytical. And so I always thought that you have to think when you paint. Um, And especially I think for the realistic painting, there's a lot more, you have an end mind like an end product in mind. You're painting a still life or a figure, and so you're working towards something. Whereas with this abstract intuitive painting, you're sort of just, as you described, letting it come out. You're really tapping inside of you and letting the painting tell you where it wants to go rather than trying to get to a finished outcome like a still life. I really just let the painting sort of guide the way for me. So some of the ways you can do that is just, I like to just close my eyes, tap into how I'm feeling, and then lean into different colors that I'm feeling or marks, or if I'm really into a particular shape, I'll just go with it and run with it. So really just tapping into your body, learning how to feel, and then having that sort of come out of you and translate into the paint, onto the canvas. And actually I was in this painting workshop when I first started this abstract painting and having a very analytical background, I always thought that you think when you paint. And so the instructor had come over to me and she's like, oh, Sheila, you think too much. She's like, you're supposed to feel your way through the painting. And I thought at first she was kidding, but then I realized she was serious and that's, that's how you paint these pieces. I try not to think at all and just really let my emotions um, carry me and carry me through the painting and just let the painting tell you where it wants to go.
0: So was there a ramp up to be able to do that? Obviously, you had this situation where you were in class and the instructor told you you know, to do that. And it didn't just happen overnight, I assume. I assume it was something that took a while to happen.
1: Yeah, I think it's practice. So the fact that I paint a lot gives me a lot of practice in terms of painting. So the more you practice leaning into the intuition and the feelings Um, the more you're able to do that and the less you're able to think about it. So now when I'm painting, I don't think at all. I just let the paintings go. I go with, I trust myself a lot more in terms of the painting process. So there's definitely a ramp up. And then I would also say that I think I'm a very naturally intuitive person, probably even with the realistic work. Um, And so I think there's a little bit of just that natural intuition that I've always had and then building on that to get to where I am today.
0: Can we talk a little bit about your background before, like outside of painting and before painting?
1: Yeah. So I'm very strong, both right brain and left brain, so it's a little bit unusual, although I think you also have a very similar kind of background, which is interesting. Yes. Um, So I love that. That's super cool. It's not that often that you meet people with sort of both fields. Um, But I did my undergrad at Princeton. I have a degree in economics and finance. And then I have an MBA from the University of Chicago, Booth School of Business. So both very analytical programs that I was in. And I also spent most of my career working in finance during the day. So I'd always be painting at night. And I think for me, I've always needed some kind of creative outlet as a way to express myself It's what I love doing, even though I enjoy the analytical work, the painting is just so much more me. And um, so I've always been kind of balancing both. And right now, I've actually taken some time to focus on the painting more, and also not only just painting, but sort of creating a lot of content around my paintings.
0: You know, when you're working in this very analytical job during the day, and then at night and weekends, you're doing this creative other side of your brain, would you say that creative stuff was like a steam valve being released? Or was it more like you were awakening something that was kind of dormant during the day?
1: Oh, that's a really interesting question. And I may answer it that it's probably a little bit of both. So I think all through the day, I was always thinking about my paintings, because that's what I really wanted to do. But at the same time, it's good to have a stable job and an income because um, painting is a, is a very tough career path. So I think like throughout the day, I was always thinking about my paintings. And the reason why I chose an analytical job is because I didn't want to drain my, my creativity and my creative self. I wanted to really save that energy for the evenings when I'm painting. So having that, using a completely different side of the brain, I think, left me with a lot of creative energy, like that steam valve you're describing um, for the evenings where I could just really be free and express myself and paint what I want. Um, So I would say a little bit of both to answer your question.
0: Would you say the way that you, like, this is kind of a big question. So hopefully it makes sense. Um, Would you say the way that you live and manage your life is very like rigid and analytical? Or is it more fluid and creative? Like your relationships and how you plan your life? Or is it a little bit of both?
1: I'm probably more analytical, um, just in terms of I think if you look at just my career, um, just in terms of undergrad and going to grad school, I think you have to be pretty analytical to do that and working a nine to five job. Plus, my time was pretty constrained when I was working full time and painting. So I think you have to be very organized. And I think naturally, I'm a very analytical and organized person. Um, but, and even if you look at my studio space and people who have painted next to me at painting workshops, they're always like, oh my gosh, your space is so organized and clean. So I'm definitely, probably my regular life is a little bit more analytical, but I do try to incorporate things to help me get into that free flowing flow state that you described, that intuition or that intuitive nature. So I like to do a lot of yoga to sort of like open my body and get the energy flowing through my body before I paint or meditation to let my mind be clear. So there's certain things I do um, to try to help that intuitive process. But I would say my main life is pretty organized and analytical.
0: So I'm a runner. And so runner running opens up my the creative parts I of my I love brain. to
1: run too. I feel like it's when I do a lot of my creative thinking. So I love that you mentioned that. I think exercise and movement is super important. Um, running is probably my favorite go-to for um, getting my creative juices flowing. It just lets my mind be in a separate space. And then I recently just started doing a lot more yoga, and I found that it really, I like that um, sort of flow, especially the vinyasa flows. I like feeling that movement in my body and sort of translating that onto the canvas.
0: When I go into the studio, I have to be in like really fit, like fit mentally, I have to be feeling good, I can't be ill, I can't be hungover, like none of that. I have to be I I think of myself as like an athlete, when I go to the studio. And, um, you know, my head has to be really clear, and I have to be focused.
1: Yeah, I very much agree with that. I think um, preparing yourself well for painting is super important. And I don't think people take a lot of time to do that. And I especially notice it because when I used to work full time, I would just come home. I'd have to start painting right away because, you know, I'd have to go to bed and then get up the next morning. So I was just really constrained by my time. So I didn't have time to prepare myself as much for my painting as I do now since I have the entire day and i find it makes a huge difference i think my paintings have gotten so much better just because i'm very present my mind is there i'm in the right flow state because i'm always trying to get into that beautiful flow state when i'm painting and i think those things that you mentioned like the running or just clearing your mind preparing yourself it really helps and elevates your paintings to another level so i would definitely agree with that
0: one thing that i was doing and i haven't been good about it recently but um, I mean, when I grew up, I was a gymnast and stretching was such a big part of gymnastics. Like, so it was sort of ingrained in me to stretch before working out. I stretch before working out now. And I was thinking when I start painting, I'm not doing any stretching. So I started doing like, um, like value gradients Um, I forget what they're called when you do like blocks Mm -hmm. of different levels. And I just started doing those as when I first go into the studio as basically a way to stretch. And um, I haven't been doing it recently. But do you do anything like that to stretch yourself with the the painting?
1: I do. And I love that idea of doing value studies before you go into painting, especially for realistic painting, because um, values are probably even more important than color. Um, So I do but in different ways. So I like to do a lot of different exercises to help me paint and for me It's a lot about loosening up. So I guess in a way that's similar to stretching Um, But I do a lot of work in my sketchbook and it's a very small space So what that allows me to do is work a bunch of pieces quickly And so I would consider those almost like warm-up exercises or practice pieces Um, And I'll do a lot of those even before I go to the canvas. So I'm not necessarily scaling up a small piece, but I'm using that as practice for when I go to work a larger painting, I'm in that flow, I kind of know what I'm doing and I have that practice built in me.
0: So spending all of this time in this other part of your brain and sort of developing it, how has that affected your life outside of art and the studio?
1: Oh, so developing the creative side of the brain, I absolutely love it. I think I'm a creative at heart. And so not only in terms of just painting, but I've really gotten into doing some writing and journaling and then um, creating a lot of content. So a lot of like videos and reels and photos of my work. So I think it's really expanded my creativity um, and really just put me in this place of just a lot of joy. Not only do I like painting, but i found so much joy in sharing my work. So um, I think it's really opened up a lot of different creative avenues now that I have more time and I've really been enjoying it.
0: Has it, uh, has it changed the way you viewed other parts of your life in a way that was surprising or unexpected? Because I know when I started painting and I started learning about the process of painting, Um, I can't think of any specifics, but I remember it sort of changed the way I would sort of see relationships with people because painting is a lot about um, differences and as opposed to absolutes, you know, we have one, one value next to another and it kind of changed the way I viewed like my friends and like how we all relate in a way that was kind of weird. And this is probably why I I think that type of thinking is where I could go with abstract painting. But I'm going to let you answer the question.
1: That's really interesting. I never thought about it like that. But what I do know is that I've always felt that I could read people pretty well and have a good feel in people by just meeting them. And um, I think that's just the intuitive nature in me. And so I see that kind of in my paintings. Like I'm very intuitive when it comes to using color, or marks, or shapes, or composition. So, I and I've always been very observant, and I've no, I always thought that was from being very detail oriented from when I'm painting. So, I think, um, I think I've always just sort of naturally been able to read people pretty well and have a um, pretty good feel on like how people are. Um, And I think probably the paintings enhance that because I think one sort of enhances the other, being both very intuitive and then also very observant and detail oriented.
0: Getting your artwork out to the world, obviously, living in 2021, we have all of these mechanisms. We don't have to rely on, I guess people used to just have to rely on, you know, galleries were the only place that you or your studio, the place people could see your artwork. Um, Now we have Facebook, we have Instagram. I know you're big on Instagram. Tell me about what that is like. Is that a lot of work to get your work out there on Instagram?
1: Yeah. So um, in addition to painting, I love sharing my work because I think an important part of the creation process is creating the work and then having other people connect with it. So as you mentioned previously, galleries used to be a really nice route for that. I was actually represented by Thomas Masters Gallery in Chicago. And so it's fun to show your work that way. But then, as you mentioned, it's also fun to be able to share it with more people who may not um, go into the gallery or be in that area. So I primarily use Instagram to share my work. And the content creation process, there's a lot involved there. So while somebody may just see a pretty photo on Instagram of one of my paintings, or I've been really into creating reels right now, which are these short 15 to 30 second videos of my painting or my process, and it's a fun way to get people involved sort of into the process of my painting. Um, There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to film it, um, to get the right lighting and background. So it's, it's definitely, I would even say an art in itself to create all the content, but it's also something that I very much enjoy.
0: The question that every artist is always asked, what is your inspiration? I
1: love that question. Yeah, so I am very inspired by my surroundings and my environment. So I like to go on these long walks. And um, similar to what we talked about before in terms of running, Like I, while I'm outside in nature um, or even in the city, I like to absorb the shapes and the spaces around me. And I think I subconsciously just sort of gather it and then it comes through in my paintings. So I'm very inspired by my surroundings and I lived downtown in Chicago for a long time. So my paintings had a lot of geometric shapes in them because of the different buildings and the architecture. And right now I'm living in a suburb right outside of Chicago in Evanston. So um, I think I still have that city like feel to it, but I'm by the lake. So I have like these nice organic shapes that have been coming into my work. So I'm very inspired by my surroundings and nature.
0: Great. Tell me about the process of creating an abstract painting.
1: Yeah. So the process for creating an abstract painting. um, So like I mentioned at the beginning, it's an intuitive process. And I just basically start with a blank surface, whether it's paper or canvas and I lean into the colors that I'm just feeling at the moment, especially the first couple layers. I just sort of let that come out. And then I like to um, use different marks and tools in my paintings and different colors and layers. So it's a layering process, and I work primarily in acrylics with some mixed media. So I'm constantly adding new layers, using different tools to make different marks in my pieces in different shapes and the process of the painting. The painting just evolves as I'm doing it. And um, like I said at the beginning, I let the painting sort of tell me where it wants to go and um, when I should stop.
0: I wish my paintings told me where they want to go. They do a little bit, but I'm so intentional with... I
1: think you have to just listen to them. So just like listen to the paintings and The other thing, too, is I like to I don't like to think very far ahead when I'm painting. So I will just think to like the one next thing that I want to do in the piece. And I just need to know one thing. And then I start to think about what is the one next thing after that. So I definitely I sounds like I'm a little bit opposite to you. Like, I don't think very far ahead. I'm just into the I want to be very present in the moment of the painting.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That sounds like a very pleasurable experience, which is why you can't stop painting It
1: is like the painting brings me so much joy. I think I have just as much joy creating the paintings as I do sharing them. And then even like connecting with other people like you and talking about my paintings. I think you can tell by the way I talk about them that yeah, I'm just very excited and they bring me so much joy.
0: That's amazing. Well, this has been great. I'm so glad that we connected and we were able to. Uh, I was able to learn more about what you do and meet. Yeah, you.
1: thank you so much for having me. It's been really enjoyable talking to you, and thank you so much for connecting.
0: You're very welcome. Where can people find you on, I assume, Instagram is where you want people to
1: find you? so I primarily share my work on Instagram. So you can search my name, Sheila Aurora, or my handle is at Sheila Aurora with one A in the middle.
0: My name is Ricky McEachran, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another eager to know podcast.